0: Good evening, guys. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, this is Graham and Josh. We are Dog Sports Live, and we are uh, looking at the defensive back play from the G Day. Uh, just judging by my Twitter, there's a lot of people jonesing for some football. I can't wait. Uh, I know we've got a lot invested emotionally and otherwise in this season, so we're gonna go back through the G Day tape and uh, let's and put some plays down and break it down. Some good, some bad, some not so good, some really ugly. Uh, but today and tonight, we're talking about um, the defensive backs. And, um, you know, we had an awesome little roundtable with Jeremy and Michael Brockstein. And uh, Michael brought up an interesting point, a.k.a. Senator Wutarski, that it's possible that or it's no, we didn't see our defensive back or secondary on G-Day. There is some players, Tyke Smith, for one, had committed, has not enrolled, was not there on G-Day, but will be there uh, for summer and fall camp. Um, and Graham you're hearing some things that maybe we could be adding some more uh, veteran help to the defensive backs
1: yeah I mean we're gonna look at the the DV play from G day uh, tonight on the show and I mean I think that it's pretty obvious that there's a lot of need in the secondary for Georgia uh, I mean granted it's a spring game and these guys are young and you know, for some of them, it's these are the first live college reps they've ever seen. But uh, with the offense that Georgia has, like Georgia has a national title caliber offense. Um, but the, the defense in the front seven is really strong. We know there's a lot of solid returners there. But in the secondary, there's just there's holes and Georgia needs help. And Kirby Smart's not a stupid dude uh, with the new rule changes with, you know, the, the transfer rule coming into place where you can transfer one time penalty free. Uh, I think that you're going to see some guys come in. Um, you know, I know that <clears throat> Jadarius Perkins uh, is in the transfer portal right now. He was at Missouri just for spring practice. He came in as a, you know, an early enrollee out of Juco, but he was the, I believe the number three rated Juco DB last year talking did about he, a guy that's
0: uh, now now did he enroll this spring and already in the yeah. portal or okay so he's yes. he's 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 Portland three like months
1: and <laughs> out yeah exactly yeah he uh, got yeah, Columbia yeah. and was like I'm not I'm not about this life I guess um <laughs> but yeah I mean you're looking at a guy that's six two with with you know four four speed um and that's that's what you want in a modern corner especially with these receivers getting taller and bigger um I do know that Georgia has shown interest in them. You know, we know for a fact that Georgia's offered, um, I, I saw a report from 24 seven, uh, this weekend that he was trending towards UCF. Um, I have some Intel and reason to believe that that's not correct. And that, you know, Georgia's very much still in the race there. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of like how this comes down because, uh, you know, Florida, I believe also needs secondary help and I'm sure they're going after it as well. So it's, it's going to be very, very fascinating to see kind of how this all shakes loose with the transfer portal, because we know there's guys in the portal like Perkins. We also know Darion Kendrick from Clemson is in the portal. It looked like he was probably coming to Georgia and then uh, he got arrested. He was sleeping in his car, had a gun on him. Um, It looks like From what I've been told, those charges are going to be dropped. And if they are dropped, uh, I think that that Georgia will probably jump on that and try to bring him in. Um, But, you know, nothing's final until it happens. This is college football. We're dealing with young kids who can, you know, change their mind at the drop of a hat. But uh, I'll put it this way. I would be surprised if we didn't end up with one of at least Perkins or Kendrick and I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with both of them um so
0: well we'll we'll kind of leave it there definitely the new era of college football with one-time transfer rule and some things open up for the players to pick their spots and uh I mean and Georgia's got some spots that are available so I think that Kirby's always said he's going to play the best guys he's got and uh whether how many stars you got by your name or whatever so we've got some young guys that we've we've you know documented on all over the place at how many snaps we've lost from the defensive uh back play last year and uh, it's it's you know here's where here's where we are so uh but going well, one, back to the- one other thing i want to add
1: real quick before we get into the film review and this is another uh piece of news that and i don't know if this is correct or not but there's some speculation out there uh on some of the 24 seven sports sites that uh, Justin Ross, the stud wide receiver at Clemson is going to transfer. Uh, And I'm not sure where, not sure why Uh, I literally, you know, I'm just seeing this kind of come across uh, in some, some direct messages at the moment, but uh, apparently that's in the cards. Again, nothing's ever final till it's final. These are 19, 20, 18 year old kids, but, if that does happen, then, um, you know, that would give us a little less cause for concern with the secondary because he's by far the best receiver on Clemson's roster. And uh, right now, straight up, we don't have anyone at a defensive back that's going to be able to hang with him. So if he was to leave, uh, that would be great for Georgia. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a greedy business uh, for sure. Okay, um, so let's talk about the players we we definitely know of, and uh, let's look at the G-Day game. We want to start with Jalen Kimber, right? Yeah, let's
1: look at Kimber. I mean, I think Kimber's an interesting one to watch because we heard a lot, you know, out of spring that he was probably the the guy that was performing the best. Uh, that first play you're showing here, like he did this all day, where he, he got caught. Backpedaling at the snap. And you can see him at the top. You can see him at the top yeah. of
0: screen number six here. He's playing off and he immediately breaks back. He goes off the screen and just, you know, JT finds the soft spot and then picks him off for a you know, nine yard gain, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, I feel like with him, um, we saw it a lot and we're going to like, we'll, we'll show it as we go through some more of these clips. But there are certain moments where he gets up on the line and he doesn't give a bunch of cushion and he plays really well. There's other moments where he backpedals at the snap or he's given, you know, eight yards of cushion uh, just lined up before the play even starts. And it's just, with a quarterback like JT Daniels and receivers that are as savvy as what Georgia has, where everything is kind of an option route in the Todd Monken offense, like they're going to pick that apart all day. So, here yeah, is let's it. look at... Here's at
0: here. the bottom of the screen lined up on Mitchell.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, number six at the bottom of the screen, the towel hanging out of his back. He does a good job here. He gets his hands into Mitchell's arms when the ball is delivered. I mean, it, that probably is a catch on on certain plays, but like he's there to make the play. He gets in there. It's it's a good job of sticking to his man in coverage. Like I, I think you know, this is a a decent piece of work from him. So, um, yeah, let's go to the next one. All right yeah and so this is the deep shot to Mitchell and I think JT is just going to throw this away but he's throwing it away and out the back of the end zone because Kimber does a good job in coverage and you know Mitchell's where he wanted to go with that ball and and Kimber hung with him and didn't let him get out there unfortunately with the camera angle we don't get like great yeah yeah, as soon as he cuts to
0: him he's all over him you know he's he takes it back to him he knows it. he knows the route he knows he's not going underneath and he sticks with him and, and plays it. you know he's right there and it's a throwaway exactly
1: Yeah. So good job there. Doesn't let himself get beat. Um, And then this next play here, we're in the second half and he does a really good job with press coverage on uh, Fitzpatrick. And so like, this is my thing with him. When he's lined up on a tight end, it's like he trusts his speed enough to not line up with all that cushion. And he gets in there and he gets into Fitzpatrick's body. And it's like, that's, that's great coverage. I mean, like that is, you know, If he's doing stuff like that all, all, all day long, he's a lockdown corner. Um, and you know, he, he's up in there. He doesn't give too much. He goes right into the back pedal, right at the snap. He doesn't turn his back to to JT. And he plays that inside leverage technique and forces Fitzpatrick up the sideline. So really good job by him there. Um, and then the very next play we're going to see him give that cushion again. You know, he's got that five yard cushion. He's not playing inside technique. He doesn't have any leverage on Mitchell on the inside. And you see at the bottom of the screen, it's just an easy slant route. He barely ever gets his hands on Mitchell at the top of that break. Yep. So, yeah. And so this one I want to preface by saying, I think this is a zone by the way the defense is playing, but Kimber's got to understand his assignments a little better. Um, You know, Brittany lets go of, uh, D Rob, I believe that is, that's catching the pass. Like he lets go of him on that little circle route to the sideline. But if you see that, I think that they show another angle of this play, um, where Kimber is on the field, there's just not another receiver on that half of the field and he's all the way
0: over here. Yeah. There it you is. Know. Who's he guarding? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. He's not guarding anybody. And it's like, technically he's obviously in some form of cover too. Where he's playing a deep, deep sort of safety type of spot, but he has to be looking at the quarterback. He has to be looking at what's unfolding. And like JT is staring that throw down the entire time. And a court like a a guy like LeCount, maybe or you know some of the guys that we know that are ball hawks on George's roster in college football, they're watching that play and they're baiting Daniels into throwing that ball, and then they're breaking on it and they're other you know, taking it the other way for six or they're they're breaking it up, but it's just like he's never in position on that play. So I, I just you know I, I yeah that one's frustrating. Um <laughs> yeah so and then this one yeah we've got uh we've got you know I think he's responsible for the shallow zone here judging by the zone depth run, the he just gets run off he's out of the play right exactly and it's like again I think Georgia's defense as a whole needs a lot of work in these kind of cover two situations, but it's like, you know, he's, he's already lined up in front of Priestley who's the outside receiver. We know there's no one else like further out on that side of the field. And he's just way too deep and far into the middle of the field to make a play. So I, it, kind of to summarize, like I think Kimber has some great tools as an athlete but he seemed to really struggle with his his kind of situational field awareness at times on g-day and then there's times where you know you see him you see why he's a blue chip recruit and all that and like i don't want to be too hard on him because he's a young guy right and like he's you know he's learning and this is part this is part of why you have spring games
0: is to see this stuff and the coaching staff work on it for the next six months. Well, but- I mean, I, I know we talked about last year that maybe like, because he didn't have a quarterback uh, that could make these plays and pick you apart, that some of our defensive back play wasn't tested in practice. And I mean, you better believe going against JT Daniels and our wide receiver, even without Pickens that Kimber's getting tested every day. And we've heard it all over Twitter and, you know, iron sharpens iron. And, and, you know, he's going to be, maybe he's challenged more by, our, our wide receivers and he's going to be in a game and he'll be ready and can improve. You know, I think that what coaches always say is you just got to get better. You just got to get better. And, and right. we picked him apart right there, but you know, I mean, heck if we can do it, I'm sure the coaches can too and he can probably get coached up and, and be better. Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe he's not our starting cornerback, but he will be uh, dependent upon to make plays. And I, it's hopefully he's got some technique that he can improve on.
1: Yeah. I mean, Georgia needs him to uh, be able to play some snaps and some, you know, some some big situations for the football team to be successful this year so uh, again I, like i think he has all the tools i think it's just you know it's going to take him some time to to really get that kind of savvy level that you see in a some more veteran defensive backs um all right we got so, Kelly. Oh, let's look at ringo let's yeah. look at ringo all right let me so i mean ringo obviously like we we've talked about i mean all world recruit every physical skill you could ever want um, right here. He gets caught on an aggressive backpedal at the top of the screen. Number five, he ends up making the tackle on the play. And I mean, you know, on a third down play, that's a great play because you're keeping the guy in front of you. But uh, I mean, he's lined up on, I'm not sure who he's lined up on. Honestly, I'm not sure which receiver that is, but I don't think it's a, you know, that shouldn't be a receiver that he's worried about getting burned deep on. I mean, Rude right. Is yeah, he, he, even before
0: the ball the snapped, team. he's backpedaling and that just gives enough cushion for who is that? I'm not sure who that is. Is that uh Vandegrift or is that, who is that? That's Beck throwing. Beck, it, okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, that's all he needed, you know, and he executed.
1: Right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, he is a guy that like, if there's anyone on this team that should be up in press coverage, using his height, using his speed, it's him. Um, So here we've got a ton of cushion again on a receiver and he just has he's on, you know, I think he's lined up against like a, a former quarterback or something, you know, he's on a receiver that has zero chance of burning him, and he's given him six, seven, eight yards of cushion, the entire play on a five, on a
0: second and five, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. On a five yard in route. And so. To make matters worse, he also takes a bad angle in pursuit and it becomes a chunk play instead of just making an easy tackle. Um, But, yeah, I mean, 25 is Peterson. I've never heard of Peterson (laughs) until, like, right now. So, yeah. Um, That's – yeah, that's that. But uh, here, the very next play, he shows that he learned something. He gets up on the line to cover Darnell Washington – and uh or wait no i'm sorry um i think we missed one but okay all good do you have the play after that uh i
0: think so yeah that here it is that
1: we should? okay
0: yeah that's yeah one.
1: all right uh, i don't know whatever all good um yeah, so and then I think, yeah, let's throw, let's show that little dump off to um this yeah, this player right here. So I mean he's he's back on that same guy and he doesn't give him any cushion. And because of that, you know, the ball gets forced outside to Edwards on a fourth and nine play. It gets dumped off to a running back, which is obviously not what the offense wants. And he does a good job. He lets the, the, the sideline be his friend. Yeah, he gets off gets off his man and like, you know, that's that's turnover. So I think he learned throughout the game. I mean, I'll put it this way, like with Ringo. Um, it, it's hard with the camera angles that we have at our disposal to, to break down some of this DB play. Cause we just, we only get a small snapshot of the field. But yeah. like from, from what I saw, you know, I watched every play this game many times. Like he was in the right position a lot. Like you didn't hear his name called a lot and there wasn't a lot of balls thrown on him because he was, kind of doing the right things. But again, young guy. He's had a about a month of live college football snaps. And like it's just going to take time for him to to get in that groove.
0: All right. We got him uh Amir Speed, who's one of our kind of one of our veterans we're going to be leaning on to uh to lead our offensive back play. So let's see here we got two. Okay. So here he's going
1: to struggle in run support. I also want you guys to see the Pancake block that Fitzpatrick puts on Nolan Smith at the bottom of the line. Boom, dude. <laughs> absolutely. Like, look at this. 86, hand on the dirt, bottom of the line. Nolan Smith, freak athlete. And he absolutely drives him right, Where's field.
0: field. Where's speed? So, so
1: speed is right behind Smith, number yeah, nine. nine. Yep. There he and is. And he just does not do a very good job of of filling that hole. Doesn't really look like he wants to to get in with those guys. I mean, he's a defensive back. It is what it is, but it could be better. Um, all right. So here we're going to see a really good job by speed on a ball that is going to be caught, but it's going to be caught out of balance. So like he does a really nice job of sticking on D rab and then putting hands on him on his break and messing with the timing of that route. And that's why it's ultimately a incomplete pass Daniels is so good that he can put that ball into that window, but not many college quarterbacks are going to even try that throw. Um, So good job by him there. Um, And then, yeah, we've got him on Mitchell here uh, at the bottom of the screen. And he's just going to basically like body him up, get himself into Mitchell's hip pocket and keep him from making a clean break to the outside and it's going to throw off the timing of that pass from Daniels, and it's going to be incomplete. So, I mean, ring like with uh with uh, I'm sorry, with speed, he definitely does a really good job in those more physical situations. Um, and then here we're going to see him go step for step with step with uh, Adonai Mitchell on a deep ball. And what I like about this is he does not panic when the ball is delivered. You know, he he gets his head around, sees the ball coming. And he just puts his hand in there and breaks it up. And again, like, again, you know, he's playing this coverage tight and he's not giving Mitchell a ton of room to work off the line. He forces him into the boundary. And, you know, that, that's going to take an all-world throw from Daniels with those angles. So, good job. Like, I thought he, he probably had the best game of any of the de- defensive backs, honestly, um, from what I saw.
0: All right, and we got Bullard coming up. You want to go right into Bullard? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Javon Bullard here. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a smaller guy, younger guy. Uh, he's not going to hit stick anyone, obviously, but I think he did a really good job of reading run right here and sticking his nose into Edwards um, and, you know, help helping out with that play. I mean, I think with these young defensive backs, like, what you want to see is that they're they're processing and that they're aware of what's going on on the field and and he does a good job of reading run and getting up in there so um yeah so here we're gonna see um um
0: what number is he tell us so just dial he's number 22 okay he's number, number 22 and he's lined up uh at the top at the uh, nope underneath no oh uh, uh, yeah that's that's kimber uh, it might have been that kimber play we missed here we go yeah all good
1: no worries um, yeah, so here he's at the top of the screen. Um, I believe he's at the top of the screen. Carols at the bottom. No, 22 no, is down. No, he's 22 right here in the middle on the slot receiver. Yeah. All right, so what? He's going to backpedal because he's so scared of getting deep, beat deep that he's going to backpedal and just let Brock Bowers run free here on the zone. And, like, yeah, he's playing zone,
0: but, like, he's got to play – Somebody he's not playing anybody there, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like I think these these young guys are too afraid of being out of position. But it's like the you know that amount of depth. It's what we saw with Georgia's defense against like Mississippi State. And like if you'll stop this clip for a second, like I thought last year Georgia's defense after that Alabama game, they the secondary got afraid of getting beat deep, and so there was always space underneath the defense and zone coverage. And that's why that Mississippi state game was such a struggle because the, the ball was snapped and these guys that are, that are playing the short depth of the zone. They're all of a sudden given 12, 15 yards between them and the line of scrimmage. And that's just way too much. And any quarterback that's halfway decent is going to be able to just pick that apart and take little chunks down the field. And that's what happened in that game. And so, I mean, I I see that as a weakness, in the entire secondary, not just, you know, not just Pollard or, or Ringo or, or uh, Kimber something I think needs to be translated there from the secondary coaching to, uh, to the, the, defensive back unit because it's kind of a pattern that goes back to last year. I mean, we know Adai is a, a great secondary coach. I'm sure that that'll get addressed. Uh, over the fall but yeah sorry
0: that was my little no it's action. good it's good are you saying that kirby can't develop sorry no don't go there don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> yeah. all right let's go uh see here uh yeah so we're back on uh, okay. still on bullard on 22 at the bottom of the screen
1: yeah um they so he's some- gonna do a good job of recognizing the under throw he just gets a bit too excited and uh goes for that
0: pick but Not as excited as as Stetson Bennett was.
1: (laughs) Right. I know. Right. Yeah. He overplays it a little bit, but it's like he's in the right position. He knew he had
0: somebody over the top, too. So he was playing underneath. So um, you'll live with that. Yeah.
1: That's fine. He'll get better at that. Uh, And then here, he does a really good job on Darnell. um, And I say that because it's a third and 17. And he plays him a little loose, but he doesn't play him too loose. And he's he's right in the right position
0: to make a hit and bring him down when he catches the ball. And that's know, a Dornell's... good tackle. I mean, when you can yeah. make this tackle under now, I mean, you're yeah, that's a dog bone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so cause I, if, I if he doesn't make friend. that tackle, he's getting maybe a first down. Yeah,
1: totally. And then again, we're going to see him in this last clip. Uh, he gets in on a gang tackle, but he puts a pretty good lick on Dejan Edwards on the sideline down here on the bottom. And, uh, that's not easy to oh, do yes.
0: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, Let's you're good.
1: Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of impressed like with him. I honestly think that the way he plays the run uh, he could be a, a decent candidate to get some snaps at star at some point um, just because he kind of has that body to come up and help and run support, but also has enough coverage skills to, to stick with a, a second and third wide receiver. So,
0: yeah. All right. To, to, um, I guess we're going to talk about Lavasa Carroll, who is a uh, running back <laughs> high four-star running back recruit that's playing defensive back for, uh, for Georgia uh, and see how it goes. And you, you pulled out some plays from him. Let me, just, let me cue him up yeah. here to <clears throat> off air Carroll one. There we go. Let's go. All right, cool. So yeah,
1: he's going to stick to his man here. um but he kind of shows his inexperience. He's at the bottom of the screen. He doesn't realize that Vandegrift has left the pocket. Oh, wait, that's Bullard. I'm sorry. Is that Bullard? My bad. Right. Yeah, I probably just mislabeled that. Um, anyways, all right, here we go. So,
0: good. No, he's standing on the sideline. Uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh Let's see this one. We got like sure. 30 plays from a 9, uh, 115 uh, play. Uh, yeah. Uh, bear, J- 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 bear with us. Yeah. That's Carol. Right?
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, he, yeah. So I'm sorry, play that, play that again. Cause he actually does, it looks like he's way off there, but he actually does a pretty good job if you watch this closely. Um, Darnell Washington basically just commits like a pretty egregious offensive pass interference on this play and and forearm shivers him out of the way. But Like he's, he's there with Darnell when he goes into his break to the sideline and in a game, if yeah, you see how he like Darnell just like shrugs him off Um, in a game. That's probably going to be called, especially if it's a catch. So I thought that was a decent job of him in coverage. And then, um, yeah, we're going to see him do a really good job in zone here. I thought this was his best play of the day. He's going to read Vandergriff's eyes and realize that he's locked in deep and he gets back and plays the receiver and also like tabletops his ass, puts him head over heels. But I mean, he he's playing zone here, and it's not his responsibility to be deep. And you're gonna see him break out of his out of his little area and and move back to help out the safety. Jackson, I thought that was a phenomenal play by him. Good situational awareness. And that's what we're talking about with some of these other guys where they're just standing in a place with no wide receiver within 30 yards you gotta you know gotta get into the play and he did all right so
0: we got got Brini. you want to go right into brainy now
1: yeah so Brini, we know played in the peach bowl started struggled in the first quarter quarter and a half and then played really well down the stretch of that game um here he does a good job on run support he gets in there and sticks his nose number 36 in black i think that Brini is very good on the run Um, he struggles in the zone and this next play, you're going to see why. And again, like he's playing zone here and Kirby said, George has to get better at it. And he's just not nearly wide enough here with his depth. You see how Mitchell is way up here at the top of the screen. Brenny is kind of lined up in the slot and like, he should be, there should be more spacing between him and Channing Tindall number 41 and he's just kind of given up that entire, you know, that basically from the hash over is is now open. Yeah, he looks like he and Tyndall are doing yards
0: on the same duty there. And and clearly that's Brainy's got to take the outside guy a little bit more than he he shaded inside too much.
1: Right. Exactly. So I mean that that was a not the greatest play by him. And then here, honestly, uh, he's gonna get kind of owned here by Kiris in addition to getting the flag, he's going to give up the catch and he sees Jackson coming at him and he waits too long to get out of the backpedal and get into phase with Jackson. And so at that point he's panicked and he knows he's beat. And so he plays, he plays his man instead of playing the ball, but you're going to, yeah. I mean like Jackson's blown by him. And at this point, all he can do
0: to get back in the play is, you know, tackle Kieras but and if you're going to make that penalty, you got to make at least 15 yards and not the catch. Right. Exactly. And I, I, like my concern with him is that I
1: think it gets a team like Cincinnati. Uh, he's fast enough to stay with their, with their third wide receiver, which is who the, you know, who the star is going to be lined up on. But like at star Georgia really needs a guy with like the true slot corner kind of skills, because you look at, the teams that are winning national titles and that Georgia's going to have to beat. You've got Alabama from last year. You got LSU from 2019, like those types of offenses, the, the first and second receivers are really good, but like where things break down and you get beat is with a, you know, with Terrace Marshall or some of these guys are the third receiver with like Mechie at Alabama last year. Um, Those guys are good and they're fast. And they've got a lot of ability and in the Kirby smart defense, a lot of times the guy playing star is he's a tweener between like a, a linebacker and a safety. And we need these guys to be able to run more like four, four, instead of more like five four five or four, six, if they're going to be able to cover that third wide receiver in the games that Georgia is going to have to win to get to where they want to go.
0: So, yeah, that's my soapbox. Uh, your soapbox is what we're here for brother and i mean you watch these plays i mean I, every time i tune i mean i'm just kind of long for the ride i know a lot of people uh comment on what you know we we loved uh, our podcast listeners but this is this is the the, the the tape that you're watching so i mean it's just amazing that you went through this game and and literally poured through through it with a all right we got one play from william pool we we had major burns on our list but clearly that the situation's changed since we started yeah what Do- you got? That play you just
1: showed that last Bernie play. I do want to give him credit here because, uh, he, he does a really good job in coverage and it kind of forces this little dump off here from JT. He's at the bottom of the screen on number 23 and he, he stays in position the entire time kind of, you know, works, works that angle and he's in a spot. JT looks over there and realizes that like, if he doesn't, if he throws it, there's a decent chance Bernie can undercut that route and make a play on the ball. So, I thought that was a, a better job by him in coverage. I, I do want to give him, you know, some
0: credit. Um, he might, thank you. You might be watching. You never know. All right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, here's the William Poole play. Yeah, yeah so that's right, we went deep. We're in William we, Poole. Character. We're in William
1: we're in Look at that play, though, by William Poole. Come on. You knew, you knew where the ball was going. Unfortunately, like, he knew where the ball was going the
0: entire play. He is standing there. He sees it happening, like he knows what's about to unfold. No backpedal. He's playing off, but he didn't backpedal, so he knows where he knows exactly. But he left
1: so much cushion that he broke too late to, you know, it ends up as a completion instead of a pass breakup or an interception, and that's disappointing from a senior. You know, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. It is. If he was like, give him hell, Graham. I'm not I like I I love all these kids. I want it the best for them. Like I I appreciate what they do for the University of Georgia. They work a full-time job, in my opinion. They should be getting paid. But like, you know, that's one of those situations where that's the type of play that gets you noticed, right? Like, you know where the ball is going, you're there, you're in the right position, you see it happening, and that little difference between waiting for the the ball to be in the air to break and breaking early and taking it back for pick six. That's yeah. the margins.
0: That was an unsuccessful play. Second and 12 kept him under uh 70% of the yards to gain on second down. So uh I, I think, uh, it, you know, there's some good, some bad, just like everything in our secondary, there was good and there was bad, you know, he kept no, it. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. That's totally no, fair. Graham. I, seriously. I just got to say, thanks. I mean, like, I'm going to go back and watch this and listen to it. I mean, we we know the players. We know what they can do. We know what they what they need to improve on, and this is why we're here. We're breaking down these the G day game, and we're gonna milk this son of a bitch as long as we can because it's uh, a long, yeah. long it's time. to all we got. That's all we got. So thank you guys for tuning in, retweeting, liking, and uh, I think we're all jonesing for it. But uh, so that I mean that's kind of that's our defensive back play. We're gonna go back through all, all the skill position players and 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 all of it. So, uh, Absolutely. but what else? What else you want to Add in the sunday uh, evening here that we need to talk about
1: um i mean I, I think you know with the secondary in general um i i i didn't highlight scene or christopher smith because like i feel like they're known commodities and yeah. uh and,
0: and for we, the most part they're in the right place at the right we, time yeah we got into that on the on the instant analysis we did after g-day as well
1: yeah. And I mean, I, I, one thing I will say is like the Adam Anderson experiment at star, uh, I'm not a football coach. Like it's not my job to make those decisions, but personally, I don't think that's the move. Uh, I think if you have a young secondary, the best way to help them is to, to let them cover for as little amount of time as possible. And yeah, Adam Anderson is your best pass rusher and he's a guy that can make the quarterback get rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds instead of four and a half seconds. And that's probably the difference for some of these guys between a touchdown and an incompletion. And so I think that Georgia, like the thing that gives me hope about the secondary is that front seven is really, really good. Yeah. They're going to get after
0: the quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. And I mean, especially those interior linemen, they're very good. And don't think that Georgia is going to be in a position very often where they need to play scene or Smith too far down near the line of scrimmage and bring those guys in the box and have them help out and run support because I think the linebackers and the D line can handle that. So I, the question that I have really like, and it depends on some of this transfer stuff and all that, but um, with Tyke Smith coming in, we know that, you know, he, I think the the rumor, the speculation is that like he's coming into play star and that might be the perfect spot for him. But I also, I, I almost wonder a little bit, like, does he go to free safety and uh, Christopher Smith comes down and, and he becomes one of the starting defensive backs? Cause he's got the best cover skills of anybody on the team. And I think that like the star position Georgia just has more guys with the body type to fit that position right now. And we don't have like, like I think that Ringo could play star really, really well at his size. And I think speed is a corner, but like, you know, he's again, another one of those big bodies that would probably do pretty well in run support. Um, So I'm just interested to see how it all shakes out. The thing I do believe is that like Kirby smart, Dan Lanning, have earned the benefit of the doubt on how they're going to, you know, how they're going to roll into the Clemson game with this. Uh, I think that the first half of the Clemson game, you, you might see some busts and some, some ugly things, but historically they're very good at making second half adjustments. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to be interesting with Jamila Dye just because he coached a defense at West Virginia last year. that gave up 141 pass yards a game yeah, and power tough. five college yeah. football yeah number one pass defense in the country and so it's like maybe he gets his hands on these guys and just
0: techniques the shit out of them and they look totally different I don't know if you uh, guys picked up on that but Graham's taking the first half over in the Clemson game there it was a little <laughs> taking half, the over the second half under. Yeah. yeah I'm taking the
1: over <laughs> in every game until further notice um but yeah I mean I, I think that like if you're a Georgia fan there can be some excitement sort of, you know, we're re entering re- like tons the of
0: talent there. They, they just got to figure out where everybody's going to play and fill in, you know, some veteran gaps and then just go play ball. I think that's what I, that's cool. what I love about it. I mean, these guys are defensive, you know, coaches and gurus and they're, they're going to get after it just like, and they're going to teach your I mean, they're coach their players to, to get after it. So it, it may, it may be a bend don't break a little bit possibly, but uh, but yeah. there, there's plenty of talent there that's going to, that's going to show through. So, uh, we pick you pick them apart pretty good, but let's not. It's, well, yeah, it's, exactly. we're looking up. They're, we're gonna be fine, right? Totally,
1: yeah. I mean, I also think that you know, in the segment of like bold predictions, I would say Nyland Green's not on campus yet, and like his his high school film is really really impressive. I mean, that's hard to right. It's high school film, but uh, I do think, like, I, I honestly think that he might come in and <clears throat> be a you know, in the rotation as a contributor kind of from day one, just cause he has the right skill set that Georgia needs to fill these holes right now. But um, yeah, if you're a Georgia fan, like I think what you're doing this summer and, and even early fall is like watching the transfer portal and just seeing I which think the guys way, are going to fill it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the way things are right now, like when I'll put it this way, like, I don't, I just think there's probably dominoes that maybe the staff knows have, are going to fall that, that we don't know about yet. Um, just cause with the way things are, like we are basically in free agency and all it takes is some kids, high school coach calling up Kirby smart and being like, do you guys want this guy? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not that Kirby smart wouldn't meddle in anyone's shit or anything like that, you know, cause that's against the rules. And he would never do that because he follows all the rules. Um, but I just, I think that, like we said at the start of the show, I think there's going to be a lot of guys in that starting secondary or in the secondary rotation whose names we don't know yet. And hopefully we'll have some cool transfer film to break down this summer. That would be fun. All
0: right. If you'll let me, I want to I want to plug your uh, really awesome um, memor- a memoriam of Daniel Hutchins. Oh that Thanks. you wrote for dog sports it was really good i mean clearly his his words and music meant a lot to you and a lot of a lot a lot of people and uh i just wanted to i'm going to show the uh, the graphic here on the screen and it, now's your chance to sort of kind of talk a little bit uh first off everybody go to dogsports.com and read it it's on the, the, the lead story today and it'll probably be the lead story tomorrow and if not you know you can find it on twitter it's really good
1: uh yeah i mean i the those of you that know me uh know that like i uh have been a a big fan of, you know, kind of the jam band type of musical scene, uh, for a long time. And that was one of the reasons I really wanted to come to Athens for college was like that widespread panic connection and all that. And, um, you know, the, those guys in widespread panic have said themselves that, uh, Daniel and, and, uh, his friend, you know, his, his bandmate and co-founder of Bloodkin Eric were their greatest inspiration. And, uh, I I heard you know some stuff starting to leak out about his passing yesterday and like I went to to google it because I just knew there was going to be like all these great articles and there was nothing out there and that that really kind of bothered me because I felt like uh, he was was just an extremely talented and prolific musician I mean you're talking a guy that like literally wrote like 800 songs Um, and so yeah I wanted to just sort of share my thoughts and within that, you know, you kind of fall into the nostalgia of, uh, college years and being a, being a young, dumb kid in Athens, Georgia is a really good thing and a fun thing to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, really more than anything, just, uh, thank you to, to Daniel for all of the wonderful music that he's given us. And I mean, I think that there's a lot of people, uh, that know about the Athens music scene and, you know talk about rem and the b52s and the drive-by truckers and widespread panic and a lot of great bands and i think there's so many other phenomenal bands that uh oftentimes people don't know about or maybe don't talk about enough that are a big part of the reason why the environment exists in that and in the town the way it does to produce some of these bands that everyone knows by name um so yeah i mean athens georgia just there's so much great music and uh it's easy it's it's easy to sort of maybe have someone there that's really talented that doesn't always get as much due as they deserve
0: as i read the article i mean and you talked about the the athens music scene and it's like it's it's really is a community and and to have like you said widespread you know this is your favorite band's favorite band so i think that was about as poignant as you can make it so With that, I'm going to, we're going to close it down, but please go read that. uh, Retweet this, subscribe to on YouTube and subscribe on Apple podcast. And we enjoy being a part of a different community uh, of Georgia fans talking football, but um, Athens has got a lot to offer outside of not only university, the football program, but the community and all the great things and the music is definitely a big part of it. So uh, with that, I'm going to just going to, Put up, I thought one of the coolest lines you had here from um Daniel. And uh we'll just take it out with this. Right on. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for all your hard work
1: on all this. And uh everyone go follow him at dog underscore stats. Go dogs.